And this time we are going to be recording and discussing throughout for the next couple of days uh, the Euro 2020 League. Now, of course, if you do not play fantasy, of course, this will be slightly difficult for you to understand. But of course, we will be showing you the differences between Fantasy Premier League and the Euro version of fantasy. Slightly different, similar concepts. Of course, you have 15 players um, in general as a squad you do have money to buy them. Again, similarly, I believe it's about 100M. And of course, players are priced depending on their performance throughout the season. And it's going into this uh, fantasy season for Euros. <clears throat> Excuse me. And of course, across the different countries, especially in the group stage, it is more or less the similar style to Fantasy Premier League. Um, you have to pick 11 starters. You can play them in any formation you like, 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh, you have to play at least three defenders, at the most three strikers. Of course, throughout your squad, you have three strikers. Scoring is pretty much similar. I believe it's uh, four goal, four for a goal from anybody else, five from a midfielder and defender. Um, so there, there are no bonus points, of course, in this one, which is super cool. So you don't have to worry about bonus. Um, in this one, though, your captain can move. So you can move captains from player to player across the day the last person you captain at the end of the game week is who you get captaincy points for for that game week so match day one starts on friday goes all the way to match day two the interesting one as well the transfer deadline is after and i want to say this again the transfer deadline is after the first set of um lineups come out so you do not have to worry too too much around your transfer now in terms of my team of course i'm just going to give you a quick overview uh, in terms of my team um i am therefore going through a strategy because of the way this game is set up i will be playing a lot of players who have um their fixtures early in the game week leaving the heavy hitters for last because as i said previously you can rotate players depending on how they perform so say for example you buy uh Italy is playing Turkey to start the, the tournament. You can load up with Italian players and Turkish players. If any of those guys that you put in your squad are not good enough or do not you know, provide points, you can remove them. Okay, want to reiterate that again. You can remove them after the game is played and you have the final results. See, for example, Immobile scores a hat-trick. You've captained him. You are all right. You leave him alone. Let's say, for example, Insigne is your captain. You played him. He doesn't do well. You can remove your captain, but you can leave Insigne in. Now, you can rotate your captaincy. You can then also make transfers. Once you've removed a player, however, you cannot bring them back. Very important. Once you've taken them out of your squad or your starting lineup, you cannot bring them back in. So that's the interesting thing about this one. But so certainly slightly different from the fantasy Premier League, but certainly more exciting in my mind. Um, than the regular Premier League because again it's a shorter it's a shorter game quickly um, very exciting quick in and out um, of course you can pick as many players as you want so that's a quick overview of what the fantasy in Euros is like very similar to the World Cup very straightforward very simple now of course as we go into the tournament um, there are some heavy hitters to be aware of there's some to be you know maybe mindful of and of course some others you want to 
game plan around. So, of course, in terms of how my approach is for at least this first game week, I'm going to go heavy on Italy. I think Italy um, have just been spectacular going into the tournament. Best form. Um, they haven't conceded in, I think, three games, again, that, I, that I've seen. Um, so Italy, for me, is a dark horse, and I think they should easily win their group. I'm just going to quickly go through their group because it's what's group A. Uh, of course, because of that, they do launch the season. So in their group, Italy's got Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. I certainly think Italy should be able to beat everybody here based on the form they've shown so far. Um, they've got Roberto Mancini as their coach, and so far, again, so far, they've done pretty, pretty well. Um, I don't see Turkey beating them, even though Turkey is also a dark horse. They could also, you know, Turkey could always show up. But again, my strategy here, I'm going to go Italy, maybe a touch on Wales, smidge considering Switzerland, considering I really like Ricardo Rodriguez. I really, really like him. I think Arsenal should have gotten him before he went to AC Milan. But that's a separate story. Um, so for that reason, Italy is going to be my pick in Group A. And I think I'm going to play them first all the time. I'm going to go three players, two strike, two attacking players, a striker, a midfielder, and a goalkeeper. That's how I'm going to go for Italy. Um, I think their defense is solid. I think their midfield has so much talent. It's unbelievable. Um, and of course, I certainly think with all that firepower, Zero Immobile should be able to do something. You could also go Lorenzo Insigne as well. I think he's their penalty taker as well, if I'm if I remember correctly. I do know he's their captain, but they've got Jorginho in the side. So at any point, um obviously Jorginho could go fight for penalty taking. But anyways, I think I said enough about Italy. That is my dark horse for group A. Group B, again, similarly, if we are going by the early fixtures to attack first, worrying about the latter groups and leaving them alone. Because again, that is your final wildcard redemption for your game week. I don't like that strategy. I like knowing I'm getting my points early or my game week is done and busted early. So now in group B, we've got Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Um, again, similarly, Belgium just should, like this shouldn't be a contest. Belgium should not. They really should not be competing with anybody else. They should just win all their games easily and straightforward. So again, for that reason, I certainly think Lukaku is a, is a must. Um, based on that, KDB is certainly injured, so understandably. But again, Lukaku is a bust. They've also got this gentleman from in their defense, Denaya. And I believe he used to play at Manchester City before he left. Denaya is a starter, 4.5. Really, really cheap. Go pick him up, plug him into your team. Now, Denmark should also be the second team in the group. Um, Finland and Russia should not. Again, quote unquote, should not. Obviously, things happen in soccer. Um, I'm not going to be surprised. Football is a wild, wild sport. Anything can happen. But for that reason, Denmark, I'm going to pick two defenders from there. Kaya and I believe Mael is the, the other guy. Um, and of course, I've also got Eriksen. I think Eriksen is going to be a more attacking player for Denmark. He's also their, you know, their best player, spot kick taker, free kick taker. Just, just get Eriksen in there and move on. Um, so yeah, exactly. So for that reason, Denmark, Belgium, I'm going to attack those two. Group C, we've got Netherlands, Macedonia, uh, North Macedonia, I should say properly, Ukraine and Austria. In Again, in this one, similarly, I certainly think Netherlands should be the best team, but they've had a, a pretty poor record since Koeman has left and Frank de Boer came in. Frank de Boer just everywhere he goes gets fired and he finds a way to get himself fired and I don't understand how he does it. But anyways, um, as this is especially after leaving Crystal Palace, got himself fired, went to Atlanta United, got himself fired. And now how he, again, one of the weird things about Frank de Boer, just quickly, just to you know digress, how this guy finds a way to fail forward into other jobs is masterful. Like this guy needs to teach a course on how to fail into a better job because I do not get it. How you move from Crystal Palace, abysmal. Literally probably the worst um, record in the Premier League as a coach, point blank period. No wins at all. 
and then he failed into Atlanta again. Atlanta is not a better job than Crystal Palace. But in terms of his pedigree, he failed into a job in the MLS. This was Atlanta that was the best team in the MLS at the time. And he went there to stabilize that team, failed, and then somehow found a way to pick up the biggest job in his country. <laughs> Amazing. Anyways, that's it. Um, Austria is also, in my mind, I think the, the second team would be Austria or Ukraine or one of, again, just my own thoughts. In Austria, I'd go Alaba if I really wanted a midfielder. But again, I think he's going to play defense. Depends on how Austria sets him up. Um, but of course, you also got Arnautovic as well as an option in Austria. So you can certainly look at that there as an option. Uh, Ukraine, I'm just not just going to ignore for now because I, I don't believe in Ukraine. But again, I might be wrong. Macedonia, quick thing to mention, if you consider Alioski, he's a defender at 4.5. He's an attacking threat at 4.5 in defense. If you want to consider someone in Macedonia, Alioski is your man. Group D, they've got Croatia, Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. England here obviously have a wealth of options, and I think Southgate is the pep of national teams. This guy just rotates, and of course, he has a lot of talent, so understandably, it makes sense. But he has so much talent that he's always rotating and tinkering and all these kind of things. I'm not sure what he's going to wear the three, four, um, you know, play three at the back, play five at the back before Southgate could do so much with his team. And he's now taking so many right backs. Again, whatever he's doing with England, England should, quote unquote, should take this group, should. But of course, they've got Croatia in there. Um, if you want to go Croatia, of course, you've got Modric there, you've got Rebic there, you've got Perisic. If you want to go Croatia, of course, if you want to do England, obviously, Hurricane is your man. Jadon Sancho is there. Um, we've also got, uh, you know, a bunch of, like Mason Mount could play, could. I think he's done a stellar job all season to play. Now, how impactful he is for England, I do not know. But at 7M, pretty important, considering England. Scotland as well is a decent shout, a decent shout. But I do think in terms of the group, it's going to be England and Croatia. Again, should. So I would just go on those two, Croatia, England, find your talents and move on. Uh, of course, if you don't want to go defense as well, England, eh, I don't, again. Mm. Poland in group E. Poland, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden. If you want to go Spain, of course, Spain should win this group. Again, should being the operative word. Certainly, you can go um, Ferran Torres. He's been in blistering form uh, for Spain. Of course, you want to try Gerard Moreno. Um, I don't know if he'll start ahead of uh, Morata, but again, he might. He's had the best of the season, should start. Um, Spain, of course, in defense. There's also another Torres as well that I believe is 4.5. You want to consider him. Pretty good enabler. Take him in. Put him in your team. Um, Sweden has Seb Larsson. I think he's their uh, spe special. He's their, um, what am I trying to say? He is their spot kick taker, free kick taker. Six, I believe, or 6.5 in the game. Um, certainly for Sweden. Pick him up. Might be helpful. Poland, of course, have the firepower of Lewandowski. Um, in goal, they've got um, Wojciech Szczesny. Wojciech Szczesny. That guy's name always gives me a... Yeah, whatever. Wojciech Chesney is obviously a good pickup in the, in goal. Um, of course, their group isn't that difficult other than Spain. But again, Slovakia can surprise us. Sweden could surprise us. Unfortunately, Sweden obviously lost Ibrahimovic to injury. But it is what it is. Now, finally, final group, which I am completely avoiding myself because of what I said already. They are the last group. It, too much can happen. Obviously, this is a group of death. You've got Portugal, Hungary, Germany, France. France, again, should win. Should win. The best team, the most talent, um, World Cup winners, they should win. But, but, Germany could shock you at any given point. They're the Germans, that's what they do. Portugal have Ronaldo, you've got Bruno, you've got Joao Felix, you've got Diogo Jota. In attack, Portugal should be able to show up. And I remember obviously in the World Cup when Portugal and Spain just went at it, Portugal should be able to show up. When you have Ronaldo, you always have a chance. But, 
France is by far the most talented team in the entire tournament. Should win. France could also easily collapse. <laughs> easily. I mean, they've done it before. It won't be shocking. They've got Kante though, so I, I doubt it. Like Kante for me is probably going to go for a play out of the tournament. Just my own guess. But again, France, man, should be able to beat everybody. Should if they're on their game. But Germany kind of wish you up. Germany, we shouldn't see. And they've not been that great recently. But again, Muller's back out of retirement. He's had time to rest slightly, somewhat. Um, since he hasn't been on international duty for a long time. He's back in the international squad. Portugal have Ronaldo. We're not going to talk about uh, Hungary at all. So let's just ignore it and move on. So certainly, um, whichever team you decide to go, the way, whichever way you decide to set up your team, certainly let me know. Um, reach out to me, Instagram, anywhere you watch. Um, I'll be there. Twitter as well. All the same thing, A-E-R-O-M-A-T-I. Feel free to reach out to me. Hey, just give me a shout out uh, in terms of your Euro team. See how you're doing. Um, I wish you guys all the best as the games kick off. Certainly, I'm going to be expecting Italy to demolish. And I'm really saying this. I expect Italy to demolish Turkey. Demolish. I'm not expecting them to be, to be a contest. I expect it to be close. Turkey certainly should be able to put up a good fight. They've got um, good players. Barak Yomaz. Um, currently has had a really amazing season. He's also carrying his country. Kan Hagalu is, is, is he's a wonder kid at AC Milan. Yeah, dead ball specialist should be able to, you know, keep touching in the game. But again, I think based on what I've seen from Italy in terms of their efficiency in defense, what Mancini has done in terms of organizing that team, Italy should not even be on the same ballpark as Turkey. Should. Again, I could be wrong. Turkey could show up and do the needful. Should. Again, that's one of those things. Based on what you see in the stats, based on how you see teams performing, Italy just by far and away is the most prepared team. That said, good luck. I'll be back again tomorrow in terms of what has happened in the Italy-Turkey game and how I'm going to adjust my team. Quickly, to just to share what my team is looking like. I've got Lukaku, Immobile, Memphis Depay in attack. Those will be my starters. I've got Christian Eriksen, Ferran Torres, Gareth Bale, and Berardi from Italy. I've got uh, Male and Kaya from Denmark, Denaya from Bern, uh, from I said Burnley, from Belgium, Donnarumma in goal, and of course in my bench I've got Heradeki, and I believe that guy is from Finland, Bednarek, Wijnald, not Wijnaldum, Wijnald from Holland, and Nego uh, playing against Portugal. So that is my team. Nego, he's from Hungary. He's a starter at four. He's an enabler. Pick him up. Just leave him on the bench. He's probably not going to do much. Just leave him on the bench. Other than that, though, uh, I wish you guys all the best. See you tomorrow.